The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Living with Intention. I am April Wyatt, your wellness advocate, and I am so grateful that you're here today. During our time together, we will explore ways to connect the mind, body, and spirit to allow growth from within. And by utilizing my own intuition and experiences, I will guide you through a variety of techniques which will assist you to bring you back to your true essence. Now I invite you to take a moment, set your intention with curiosity, opening your mind and heart to receive as you discover more about your own abilities for expansion. Welcome friends, new and true. My name is April Wyatt and I'm your wellness advocate here at Living With Intention. And if you're new to this space, I appreciate you showing up here today as my intention is to bring forward different approaches for your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. And this series, Co-Creating Community, it might seem a little out of place for wellness. And the reason why I'm bringing this forward is because we are humans and we need community. We need connection with others. So I want you to pause here just for a moment and think about how you feel when you're connected with a group of people that you really enjoy being with. Just pause here and just feel how that feels. It just kind of lightens you up or it warms your heart, right? Because when you are connected with others and you are in that safe space or that sanctuary, you feel safe and supported because they see and value who you are with no expectations to conform or to become like them, quote unquote because they already accept you and your essence. And being in this environment also allows you to relax and receive more good vibes and become aware of how your essence is building and co-creating community 
together. And so for the past several years, I've had my finger on the pulse, so to speak, of healing. And I've seen a variety of supporting groups, uh, mostly focused on women, which is wonderful as I've participated and found safety and support because with that intention of coming together to connect and to support each other, we create that safe space, that sanctuary. And that allowed me to discover more about myself and witness others on their journey. And this brings me to our next co-creator, who is a new friend of mine, Eric Rosen. I invited Eric here today because he is a conscious co-creator as he works with people from diverse backgrounds. And part of his specialty is how he supports men on their healing journey. And as you've maybe guessed by now, I'm not a man, or do I identify as a man, but I'm also very curious to hear about Eric's knowledge and learn more about his approach and the impact it has had on co-creating community. And just from my own experience with Eric, as we've met, what sets him apart from other quote unquote coaches is his gentle presence that he holds and his way of genuinely really listening and caring about others and their well-being. A little background about Eric, he's an astrologer, a men's soul coach, breathwork facilitator, and a contributing author in the number one best-selling book, Shift with Intention and Soar, A Guide to Manifesting Your Best Life. Ooh, that sounds exciting, right? Yeah. And Eric's goal with his clients is to free them from emotional prison to pursue true desires. Well, without further ado, let's welcome Eric. Welcome, Eric. Hey, April. Thanks so much for having me on today. I'm excited to be here. Yes, thank you for being here and co-creating community with me. <laughs> yeah, this is fantastic. Yes, and for those who aren't familiar with you, can you just give us a little background about uh, your journey and, and how you came to be where you are now? Wow. Yeah. I know that's a long to... story, maybe. Yeah. I think, I think I've over time learned to share this story in more of the condensed version for it to not be uh, a, a run on sentence. It lasts about 20 minutes, but basically April, um, I was, uh, I was a construction project manager. I, you know, everything was going fairly well, you know, life was on the railroad track, so to speak, you know, went to college, got my degree, got the profession, had the fiance, she got pregnant. So we birthed a really amazing, beautiful son. But then some clashing started happening and there were some issues. And so I became a single father. And so she's she's no longer in the picture in the life of my son. And so what what it produced was not just this drastic life change, but sort of this soul searching moment where life felt like it went off the rails of like, like, whoa, like, 
this 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 is kind of a crisis moment. This is a little catastrophic. Um, I was experiencing a lot of uh, just mental health stuff coming up. Uh, my my body wasn't feeling good, and so as I was going about my journey of trying to you know work this career occupation where I was like traveling a quarter of my year, being a single dad, trying to keep my uh, fitness and health going in the gym and nutritionally because my health was suffering, my first call to service was becoming a health coach because I was like, I would not wish this upon my worst enemy, like how I was feeling. It's just the symptoms of just fatigue and brain fog. And I just, I, I was even experiencing parental shame because I felt like I couldn't be the present father that I wanted to be to my young son because of the lethargy that I was experiencing. And so over time, you know, things gradually built upon one another. I added a personal training certificate because I was already doing that for myself. And so I started supporting individuals on that journey of more the physical thing. But then as I was helping others and also myself, I realized that there, there was still more to it than the physical side of it, right? Like I still needed to address this mental, spiritual, emotional side of it. So that the first I would say the first big thing that happened was going to Peru and doing what's called an ayahuasca ceremony, which is uh, basically you, you go on this plant medicine and you have these psychedelic experiences, but it really cracked me wide open from a, a spiritual sense of things of, of seeing a, a bigger picture of my life and, and sort of this inner vision of what I wanted to created my life with connection and community and public speaking and just all these different avenues. Uh, I was studying to be an astrologer at the time. So I started to bring these tools of uh, more than metaphysical variety of, of astrology and intuition and breath work and hypnosis and just was able to support clients on this deeper level beyond just the physical because you know I had clients coming to me and we would talk in between like the sets at the gym and they would be sharing things going on in their life and it was really clear mm -hmm. that there was still an inner dilemma going on that it didn't matter how much you know they felt good about their biceps or took the gym selfies <laughs> or get all the the great proteins and just all of it, that there was still something else that was blocking them from true inner fulfillment, mm. happiness, connection and relationships, their families and things like that. So that's kind of the nutshell version of like how it, it morphed over time and then got to see like, oh, okay, it seems like men in particular experience, you know, distinct different issues just as women experience their own there's obviously commonalities but I had to work through a lot of my own masculine challenges and, and I felt like you know I think the guys are almost ready for this I think they're almost ready to you know come out of the the shadows to be like yeah hey like I, I could use some support maybe I'm done with like pretending like things are okay or like the lone wolf syndrome if you've heard mm. that term like sort of like hiding from, you know, people. And so, yeah, that's, that's how it's evolved over time. Yes. That sounds like quite the journey. And it, it's so important that as we are learning new things 
for ourselves, whether you are a, a health coach or Reiki master or whatever that is, or, or you're just somebody who's seeking, looking for different modalities, it's whatever resonates with you and, and having that healing experience. And I'm not saying, well, I didn't, I haven't done a ayahuasca. So I I've heard a lot about how that's just like, Whoa, right. It just really sure. puts things out there. Although a, a person who hasn't had that, it's, it's more about being willing to go inward and I call it um, navigating your internal landscape. That's the working from the inside out. So I really enjoyed hearing your story. Thank you, Eric, for sharing that with us and how you recognize that the shame that you felt that you weren't able to, you felt that you weren't able to support your son the way you should, you know, and anytime mm -hmm. should is used and I invite everybody to, to do this, re replace that with shame. So should, when we tell ourselves, oh, I should do this, I should do that, we're really kind of shaming ourselves in what we believe should be the right way. And there's no wrong or right way. It's just how we are moving through life and being open to the experience, just as you've shared, you know, the health and, and transforming into uh, the coach, the astrologer, the... Um, you know, breath work, all the good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so glad that you, you touched on that too, because by no means was this metamorphosis like, oh, okay, like I made it. Like I have no more healing to do. <laughs> I have no more shame. I'm on the cloud. I'm up in the mountain. Like it was far from it. In fact, if anything, it uncovered deeper and deeper levels of shame because of where I thought I was supposed to be in life or in business or in relationships, like there was still work to do. You know, I mm -hmm. still experienced challenges. I still experienced financial challenges, relationship, business, health, like things still would come up in waves, but it was always an opportunity for me to drop into more love, acceptance, compassion for that journey of uncovering what what was already part of my earlier life experience with shame uh, to to experience that. And so really anything I was experiencing in my life that wasn't looking the way that I wanted to is actually a blessing in disguise. Those those mm -hmm. triggers, those challenges to go within to to gain this greater sense of wholeness in myself to to let go of that shame because shame is is such a low frequency and i oh, dealt yeah. with it very much in my life like i used to well i still mention it sometimes but that a lot of my childhood adolescent experience felt like you are from winnie the pooh and i've experienced that at times in my adult life too you know just that, that low just like unhappy vibrations it's not fun so. mm. yes and from uh, I follow Abraham Hicks. I won't go into exactly who that is. And Abraham says that contrast and that lower vibration, that heaviness, the shame or what have you is actually, I say, inviting uh, to, you know, kind of learn from it and, and choose, you know, shift it just a little bit 
to where obviously uh, you had a shift, right? And move from that shaming and that uncertainty to more of, okay, this is what I can do for myself. And that's, that's from my own experiences. Um, so whenever anybody is, is experiencing those kind of valleys or canyons in your internal landscape, you know, knowing that there is um, a light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, even though it might seem distant, you know, you can still see it. And, and it's all about just one day at a time moving forward. Yeah. And so I'm curious, uh, Eric, about the co-creating community, just again, when you shared about being at the gym and starting to work out and then having that interaction with other people, I don't think people realize that you can create community wherever you go. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be a big congregation. I think most people might think of uh, maybe church groups, which are great. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that most people think, oh, a congregation, a community, get together, um, you know, PTA meetings. <laughs> you know, that's that's creating community. Uh, there's dif different ways to create community. So as you experience that. And, and knowing and hearing, as you said, that yeah, men need this and, and that you you get a sense that they're ready for this now. How did that transpire? How did you start co-creating community with men's groups or uh, working in individuals and then shifting it to, to that? How did that work out? Yeah, um, I'm a big believer in building sustainable relationships like over like the long term to and not for things to just be like quick transactional like oh hey like i've never met you show up to my my men's group or something like that so i just would connect with uh certain guys over a period of time that i had met over different periods of my life and so it sort of just started with this sphere of influence i guess you could call it of oh i met this guy this year at this thing or oh i know this guy from this other men's group that I participated in, or I know this guy just from social media or from college. And so just keeping those genuine empathetic connections about like checking in and seeing how they're doing and things like that mm -hmm. uh, has allowed me the opportunity to start to uh, both online and in person be like, oh, hey, you know, let's maybe all come together, right? Mm -hmm. So I was already creating a sense of one-on-one -on -one community just with those connections, but now looking at broadening it out a little bit more so that that feeling of uh, brotherhood, that feeling of support can be there. I think there's, um, what I've noticed, uh, April, is that some guys, when they um, when they start to go through transformation so they start to go through changes in their adult life and they start to kind of veer off the common path of maybe their uh family or their friendships and they, they maybe want to be more of an explorer you know of um you know just things that are a little bit more maybe outside the box of, of the norm they sometimes feel lonely they don't have a lot of 
those common connections. They feel like they can open up and talk about the things that they're interested in, their family and friendships. If they're, if they're lucky, they have some, some people there. But in general, it becomes this thing of like, oh, I'm interested in X, Y, Z now. Maybe it used to be, you know, sports or going to the bar. Not that those things are bad. It's just that over time, sometimes priorities, value systems just change. And so to, to be able to uh, offer that, you know, is mm -hmm. like, okay, here's a place where it doesn't matter what your personal values are or your, or your beliefs are, if it just resonates just to come to a place of sharing about your journey and talking and feeling supported in a non-judgmental space, that's really what it comes down to. So would you say that that would be your definition of community then yeah i would to me like community if i had to define it would come down more to working towards a common purpose you know a support system that's working towards a common purpose that's not just good for one particular person but it's good for everybody it's good for any any resources that are exchange that sort of thing so like i participated in a community meetup of a mix of mostly women but also some men too and it was you know it was a potluck you know so it's like it's like we all bring our resources and share our resources of just food but then we did a group meditation that was meant to benefit the whole group and also you know just send good vibes out to the world and what it's going through but also to have a personal journey with it too so i look at it as like what's good for everybody but also good for the whole and like a coming together meeting of minds for that yes. common good yeah oh that's so needed and i i it seems like we all come together with food you know food is sure. nourishing to the soul it's nourishing to our bodies it's it's a way of connection uh, I think ancestrally too, right? This is how we built community. Everybody brought whatever it was that they caught or they foraged and just having a meal together. And yeah, that's, and, and having the resources. Yeah, having resources and, and learning, right? Learning from each other. Absolutely. That's, that's such, such a great point that I didn't even consider because there's, tremendous resource value and just sharing knowledge sharing gained wisdom experience the, the value of not just the personal storytelling but also like like you just did here today you know referencing abraham hicks like bringing that information to the table too of just that knowledge and so community is again as as we talked about before it can it can look like anything it, it can people at the gym such as you shared eric uh people at church but it doesn't have to stay in that context that's what i love about it, it doesn't have to stay in that like container that specific location uh community for me is actually like you know i'm in galveston texas right now and eric where are you at I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> so I'm able to build community through this platform. Uh, 
yes, it's lovely to get together in person, although you can still feel the vibes, you can still feel that connection. It's really our intention of what we're holding as we're going into of the community. So I like to remind everybody to, to have an open mind, right, with curiosity of, oh, how could this possibly support me? What am I going to learn from Eric? Or what am I going to learn from this other person over here? Uh, because it seems like we're just boxed in with our own opinions, our own judgments about life. And because we have our own insecurities of how we're not doing life, all the shooting, the shaming, then that keeps us boxed in. And then we compare our beliefs, which I've shared in the past, you're going to love this, is BS, your belief system is mm -hmm. BS anyway. And then we, we project that on other people. It's like, oh, they're not doing what I expect life to look like. So then that's wrong or that person's doing what I want or what I think is the ideal and I'm not there. So then that's the shame. So yeah, people just holding that judgment of, on themselves. And so in order to let that go, it's just that curiosity. Oh, I wonder where that person grew up or I wonder how they came to that decision or I wonder what my interaction with this person will um, as my essence I talk about that in the past podcast about remembering your essence remembering we have this light and when we connect with other people it lights up even more you know? yeah. so just being curious and open so that way we're not looking through this little keyhole basically uh that's my impression of of being able to open up to create more community uh, yeah. within ourselves and outward for others too i love that i love that i i'm a very uh visual person and so i was having this vision of when you can create that sense of uh empathy that sense of curiosity about someone's background or, or where they come from or how they're feeling and just essentially what a lot of people in spiritual community uh use that term loosely like refer to as holding space just really truly generating a space of uh, non-judgment i feel like that is so energetically inviting too for people to want to participate in because i think we all just genuinely want to be heard and, and accepted mm -hmm. and so that's what I love about or it, it seems to me like looking at the at the astrology that how communities moving towards is that sense of uh it doesn't have to be based on like the same common uh belief system or or, or religion again not that those things are negative but that it's a little bit more um inclusive you know and that as mm -hmm. long as there's there's a sense of like what's good for the group i just i feel like when people can come together in that non-judgment free zone and just a sense of curiosity and empathy 
it just seems like it creates a, an energy that's so inviting that, that you want to come back to that. And that more people that sense it or see it or hear about it want to come to that. Like, I want to be at that thing. Like, I want to be accepted and heard. I don't want to be judged over here for my beliefs or my background of what I've been through or how I feel about life or where things are at. To me, that's a really beautiful thing is being able to come together in that space. And as long as, you know, there could be different beliefs or different values, but as long as there's a sense of it's for the greater good of the whole community of whoever's coming together or the world in general, that it's not, it's not hurting anybody or no one's, you know, doing, doing like a selfish deed that's maybe hurting the other parties. And it's like, to me, that's a really beautiful uh, essence of community. Mm. Yes, indeed. And, and we need a diverse diversity. We need different people. We need people from other backgrounds and cultures and uh, because everybody has their own essence. So that's that stone soup of collective consciousness. I talk about uh, that we all contribute our essence into the pot. So we need some salty people. We need some spicy people a little bit yeah. of pepper you know that's right. okay you know we don't have to change them and they're they don't aren't changing us we're just witnessing and valuing them for who they are yeah absolutely i i believe there's a divine spark in all of us and so being able to witness someone in their divine spark and also like keep the flame going or reignite the spark in us too right yes. sources of inspiration like the just people being on their path or just their passion of being themselves and doing what they love and even if they're not there that's okay too you know having that those, those polarities where we, we do we support each other we lift each other up mm -hmm. yes there's everybody's in, where they need to be yeah by we, us holding our own vibration our own essence then that, that allows other people to witness that part of themselves because i say we're all mirrors of each other mm -hmm. and that something that i find interesting with you eric or someone else it's like oh it's kind of like a remembrance for me like oh yes i i too carry that and so that's me remembering, that's me reconnecting to that part of me. Yeah, I love that. And I, and I feel like a big part of people finding their, their tribe, their community to find the right vibe that they fit into is still knowing there's, there's a personal journey, of course, behind all of this, but then seeing that the mirroring can be uh positive or negative that it, the projection can be oh oh i don't like that person they're x y and z they're they're triggering me or the the golden shadow projection of like oh my god that person's so amazing they have all these qualities and it's like seeing that it's this mix of the shadow the light the, the golden shadow mm -hmm. the, the the negative shadow projections and that that mirroring is occurring and, and using that as an opportunity for personal growth has been one of my greatest tools and assets. Like, so I think sometimes people think, 
you know, yeah, maybe I got to do the ayahuasca or, or learn tarot or learn to meditate or do all this. It's like the growth really happens on the battlefield of like, how do you handle your stuff whenever you're triggered for positive or negative? Mm. Can you see that mirroring and go, what is it that's triggering me either positive or negative, either I really like this person or I don't. And then going deeper to the roots of that down the rabbit hole to be like, what's, what's going on here? Like what, what emotional trigger is this trying to show me a lesson, trying to show me an aspect of myself to, to bring to the surface, to look at, to, to study. And hopefully I would suggest loving with a lot of uh, unconditional love, a lot of compassion in order to, to alchemize, to turn mm. lead into gold of like that energy into something that, that they do want, whether it's like, oh, oh, wait, I do have that quality in me. I am powerful. I can be that person or, oh, wow, I do see where I was like that person and how mm. to forgive that aspect and love on it. Yes. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah, that is so needed. Yeah. And... um by just you saying that, you know, finding that forgiveness, finding that way to, and really the forgiveness is for ourselves. And so I have a question about that for you, Eric, sure. is that easy? Was that easy for you to do? Uh, in terms of just general forgiveness to others? for yourself and like this, this journey that you just talked about, as it unfolded And I mean, sure, in the beginning, sure. in the beginning, was it easy for you? Yeah, definitely not. Um, <laughs> I, I, I might be an interesting case because I tend to sometimes experience a little bit of like martyring for other people's uh, experiences and maybe taking on too much of the responsibility or, you know, at times like too much, like of the guilt and shame, like, oh, I'm responsible for that. Or, oh, I caused this person pain. And so it was sort of easy for me to maybe forgive them and, and, and see them and accept them, you know, as they were, but then to have difficulty with the self-forgiveness aspect of going, well, number one, maybe I did contribute to this person's pain, but ultimately we have to take responsibility for our own experiences. Otherwise we'll always be the, the blame, the finger pointing. And that's just, that's just chaos. That's uh, just constant conflict. And so to unravel that piece and then go, okay, like where do I need to forgive myself for my contribution to the experience also so that I'm not magnetizing the shame, the guilt, of mm -hmm. also their experience and taking it on and just like like just like eating more shame basically so that's mm. been my experience and so that's um what i've noticed it, it 
maybe just from the masculine perspective is that tends to be the guy who uh, is, is a good, good guy, um, strong set of values, you know, has a big heart, but maybe just doesn't know how to deal with loss, disappointment, heartbreak, and having those tools of dealing with that grief. Yeah. That, such, that's such a nonlinear process too, by the way, like, <laughs> like time heals all wounds and it's like, uh, who said that? Because, <laughs> you know. They That's, were in denial. They were disassociating. They were disassociating. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, maybe it's... some, some people, you know, they, they say, oh, I, I'm much better now. I've moved past that. And that's great. I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong way. Uh, just bringing that up about how people process differently. And being that said, I would love to hear more about how you work and build community still with astrology. And uh, I think you'd mentioned when we talked separately about nutrition and astrology, like just kind of a well-rounded approach to support others oh, yeah. Yeah. in their healing. Absolutely. Yeah. So traditionally on just the individual basis with actually doing an astrology reading for someone like they come and they they're like they want to know something about themselves or or a challenge in life or just maybe some and is this virtual or in person or both do yeah both? this is this is this is mostly been virtual although i do do in person too like um at the end of this month i'll I'm going to drive about four hours to Kansas City. There's a metaphysical fair that's really popular in town. And so for that whole weekend, the 31st of this month, and then the first and the second, I'll be there doing astrology readings so people can come, come to this fair. So that's kind of a great community-oriented thing, too, is like you come here, you can buy you know, your crystals, you can get readings for readers, that sort of thing. But in general, it's taken the form of online. And so it's looking at a person's chart just helping them navigate whatever thing that they're wanting to get out of the reading um you mentioned the health component of it i've learned how to look at a chart to see where there's specific things in someone's chart to be like oh okay like here's maybe some suggestions on unique dietary suggestions or forms of fitness because a lot of times people, I think, when it comes to health and wellness, they're maybe using the analytics of the mind to maybe choose like, uh, hopefully not, like so there's a lot of fad diets and, and workout programs, but maybe just choosing like a blueprint or like a cookie cutter program and then trying it out, having to experience it. But then being able to look at someone's chart and be like, oh, like, hey, do you like doing this? Like there was this one woman, it was like, I was looking at her chart and I paused for a moment and I was like, do you like hiking? And she's like, oh my God, I love hiking, but I never, I never go. I never do it. She wasn't giving herself permission. You know, she thought uh. that she needed to going to the gym for her fitness, but I was able to show her in her chart how on a mind, body, soul level, how mm -hmm. hiking would, would help her, not just her, her healing journey, but mental clarity just the moving the body getting getting to different environments like foreign trails like not going to the same trail all the time 
And so that's in her unique blueprint of her astrology chart of being able to like look at that for that individual person. So mm -hmm. being able to, you know, help them go in that direction. And then of course them doing that for themselves, tailoring that for themselves, like say she went off on a hike alone, but then when she would come home to her family or her kids or her cohorts of work, there's, she's, you know, feeling a renewed sense of her spirit. So, um, and then the newer thing that's, that's in development, I got at least one plan of toying with a few others called uh, an astrology gallery, which this has been done before, but this is where an actual group of people do gather and volunteers, I will pull up their astrology chart and I will actually sort of uh, teach a little bit of astrology to the group by showing this person's chart, but also like giving them sort of like, like a mini astrology reading too. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a really great way to sort of build connection community with people of, of the, just the com they're coming together for an interest course and in learning more about themselves but then also yes. for the group they're getting to learn about astrology too so again it's it can be this thing of where that has has an effect that butterfly effect of how that impacts them yes and and also it it's more empowering right as a is I can just speak for myself as I'm discovering more about myself and unlearning <laughs> the yeah. BS, you know, the, the, the mind telling me certain things. And it's just like, does that even really relate right now? Um, and then it just being open and curious and that's really empowering, you know, learning more about ourselves, learning how we're here and, connecting with others and mostly ourselves first because we are the ripple effect right when we feel good when we feel better just as the health and nutrition like you'd said i really enjoyed hearing that about you were like do you like hiking you know uh people are in that box right i have to go to the gym i gotta do this and that and and that's not yeah. fun that that no. takes fun out of it it sucks everything out of us yeah we, Think about health and fitness in those certain ways um, that really don't support yeah. us in our mental health. I, yeah, I, I a lot of my challenges with my health and fitness journey was being like, I have to eat X amount of protein a day. I have to hit this type of workout regimen. It wasn't until I started developing an intuitive approach to like, what does my body need, you know, and, and getting out of the paradigm of just the physical of like how my body looked even, and just going like, what does my body need? Maybe it is a different form of workout, you know, maybe I'll be honest, like sometimes my inner child is like, I want a cookie. And if you don't give me a cookie, I'm going to be pissed. And then going, well, you know, it's been weeks since I've had sugar. So I'm like, I'll, I'll eat a cookie. You know, it's, I'm not sublimating my emotions or anything like that. I was just like, oh, okay. Like that was what was congruent, but it allowed me to, to show people to how to like, really, um, when they do come to the gym, when I did, did do personal training, like how to like really connect in the body to connect mm -hmm. to the awareness in the body to really get that mind muscle connection in the body and I felt that was something for me that's 
helped me like moving forward in life too, because it is paying attention to the awareness in the body of like, okay, what's up, what's going on here? Like, what do I need? Do I, some, sometimes it's with healing, it's even needing to scream and yell into a pillow and like, let some anger out so that you don't go to the next community gathering and be like, that person looked at you funny, you know, and <laughs> projecting it onto them. Yes. Yeah, we, we don't realize that we are contagious. Our energy is contagious and and it's either, you know, it's positive or higher or lower vibrations. Let's put it that way. And you can yeah. feel it when somebody walks in the room and they're open and they're bright and, and people just gravitate towards them or they turn and look and it's more of that, oh, who's that? You know, I want to get to know that person. Uh and then, and then the complete opposite, right? It, when somebody comes in and they're rushed or they're angry, upset, um, it just kind of creates that space. People are are so sure about interacting with that person. So being responsible about our own energies. And I like oh, yeah. hearing that about, you know, screaming into a pillow or yeah. you know, letting that go uh, yeah. before you walk into that space so important and, and i think especially too what comes to mind is parents to like like families to that responsibility of their energy and how to take care of the, the overall health too emotionally because through through the role modeling through epigenetics through you know the environmental mm. experience that's being created for their children like that is way more important than you know, the parent trying to like teach, guide, instruct the child on like good decisions or what to do in life. There's a, there's a component to that, but I feel it's more important that uh, kid, kids are pretty bright. They're they're intuitive. They 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 pick up on things, right? So it's like the parent actually can serve themselves really well in the family unit, and then any broadening outside that community sense of you know friendships workplace that sort of thing by me learning to manage that vibration and i actually hear that a lot more uh, hr departments in some cultures are starting to take this a little bit more sincerely of giving people that opportunity to um in some way like connect to themselves or or a chance to express frustrations either about the workplace or, or whatever it is mm -hmm. Yeah. And going back to what you just said about family unit, you know, which is community and being mindful of our own uh, reactions or responses. And so you shared your story, Eric, about uh, being a single parent now. How have you noticed that shift with your own son as you've yeah. worked through this? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so potent. I mean, it is so powerful. Um, I, I come from a long line of uh, what I would call the father wound in my family of like this sort of negative, toxic um, shame, guilt projections from the, the father to the son. And so it's been this relationship that that cycle in my family tree has started to break down with my son. And so it's like, for me, the more that I manage my vibration and, and not making it 
wrong too, the easier it is to, to connect with him, the easier it is to play with him, the easier it is to engage with him. Because if I am in a vibration of like a lack, like lack vibration, I'm, I'm seeing like just the negative or I'm not feeling well, that if he comes to me and he's like, like, Hey dad, you know, you want to like go do this. You want to go shoot basketball. It's like, there's a few things that might happen. If I'm in that vibe, I might either say, no, I don't feel like it because of mm -hmm. the vibe that I'm in, or I might say yes, but maybe go into it more from a place of like obligation instead of like really being fully engaged in mm -hmm. that quality interaction with him. Whereas like, if I'm, catching myself like oh <clears throat> like i'm in a negative space right now like what what do i need not to make this go away because that's typically not the answer but more to lean, lean into like whoa okay like what's coming up here what needs to be love so that that sense of unconditional love that i think most parents strive for or, you know with their kids of like loving them no matter what like doing that for ourselves as parents, like with whatever mm. we're experiencing. And then, so then we open up more gradually to that role modeling of that unconditional love to the child. Like we're doing what we already want to have for them. So it's easier to give it to them, but we're also mm. showcasing it to them. They, they feel that. So my son very much appreciates that. And he he's he's really quick to pick up on those vibes too, so. Yes, it's so important. And would you say that, as you said, not feeling obligated to go play basketball, but maybe even sharing your vulnerability of what you were experiencing in that moment with him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. You know, because it's, it's been a really interesting experience because on on the, the the common school of thought would be like oh you know you're the parent you know you have to maintain a certain status or or like the the power position or, or something like that mm -hmm. but realizing that he's he's a human being too he's just he's just growing you know that he's he's still a human like i don't own him like he's a human mm -hmm. with his own free will experience just like me and i'm just meant to be a steward of that experience to let him have the freedom in how he chooses to live his life. Obviously there's certain, there's certain boundaries, like, you know, it's not going to let him go out at three o'clock in the morning or something. He's, <laughs> he's, he's barely a teenager, you know, but um, that that's really helped me to, to share that with him because my sincere hope is that um even though there are those challenges of the stuff around how he can be as a boy around his peers or other people that at least that I've showed that to him, where even if he thinks, Oh, I don't know, that's like kind of weird dad, you're kind of different from the other dads or you're kind of different in this way that even if it takes him some time, like it'll, it'll click like, Oh, wait, like maybe he's, he could be 26 years old down the road and running into some stuff and then realizing like, Oh, like what was it that my dad did in these situations or that sort of thing? Yes. Never know. So. Yeah. We're just, we're planting seeds yeah. right? With, through yeah. our connections. So whether it is, um, you know, our children or just interactions at work or, 
people that we meet in the store or what have you. It, it's really being mindful of how we're carrying our energy. And yeah, some days we're not going to be rainbows and unicorns. And sure. we might be a little deeper down into those valleys. Uh, but just, I believe, us accepting those parts of ourselves. And you alluded yeah. to that too, Eric. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then... No, because I was going to say, because I, I feel that it's only when we make those experiences wrong, right? Like to go back to the should and the shame piece, that's when the vibe becomes a monster that's like harmful to us or the other person. It's because we're, we're fighting it, we're resisting it. And so what we resist persists, but it's like the person's having a day where they don't feel like sunshine and rainbows, but they can just accept that and, and sit with that alchemy of that and love themselves anyway. Like... I've been around people where they're going through it. It's actually a really beautiful experience because then, then they're in a state of where I can be like, Hey, do you want me to support you? Do you want me to hold space for you? And that's, that's a beautiful thing. Right. Mm. But if someone is, is battling with their inner demons and making their moods wrong or their life circumstances wrong or money wrong or relationship or any of that, that's the catastrophe. And then it, it leads out, it projects onto the relationships too. And that's, a person that it's, it's hard to help because at, at a fundamental level, there's, there's some victimization going on, right? Yeah. There's, there's the, I'm a victim. This is wrong. This shouldn't be happening. I shouldn't feel this way, but we're humans. We're really emotional creatures. So. Yes. And then that brings up a question, Eric, I, I really like that you said that because yeah. what would you say or what guidance would you give to those who, um, they, they don't even realize they're in a victim mode mm. you know they haven't they haven't they don't want to look in the mirror it's like they see the mirror over here and it's like no i'm not looking it's still yeah that reason yeah. why you know they don't, yeah. they don't want to look over here so what uh what guidance um do you have for our listeners here about um uh, being able to uh work with that what what yeah. words of wisdom do you have to share? I think just a really, uh, I was going to say fun, but that's probably not the word. It's fun for me to share it, but just the fundamental, easy mental perspective flip, which is to go from seeing that the, the narrative is, why is that happening out there? Or why is it affecting me? Or why is this happening to me? To going like, what is this here to teach me? what mm -hmm. what am i learning right now like flipping it from from the why me to like the okay like what what's going on here you know like it, it, even just the easiest most fundamental stuff like it could be in the last uh apartment that i lived in uh, the dishwasher stopped working and I'm like, oh crap, now I gotta hand wash these dishes. Why me? But then it's like, well, wait a second. You know, and, and this maybe this isn't the best example because it gets into some of the, the spiritual, but but I, I know feng shui. And so it's like, oh, this area of the home is actually deals with people. So it's it was an in, a way to go, oh. oh, this is an area of people. Like, what challenges am I having connecting with people right now, connecting with community? It could be oh, I accidentally 
bumped into that car behind me backing up parallel parking and kissed the license plate, where am I getting a little kiss, a little warning not to be looking into the past about something because mm-hmm. the things behind us in the car in the past. So it's like when we start to see like that there's symbolism behind things and we start to go, you know, what's what's the lesson here and sort of broaden our perspective to a little bit of this, I would call it like a quantum shift to not just like the linear X happened, so then Y happened, you know, mm-hmm. just like the linear cause and effect thinking and seeing the bigger picture. I think that's a really powerful way to get out of the victimhood because then you're taking responsibility for what is this seemingly external event that I'm wrapped up in that I don't feel good about actually a creation of my own reality that's that's just mirroring back my own internal state and to 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 shift the internal state to take the power back and there's empowerment in that yes yes that is very powerful yeah it is and at the time it, it can be very scary it can be um, you know, you can't see it's like in a murky waters or something, you, you know, that there's yeah. something below the surface, right? But uh, you can't yeah. see until you have that experience, and it's like, oh, okay, I, I made it through, I'm alive, <laughs> yeah, even though our minds tell us this isn't good, this isn't, you know, whatever, because that's oh, the ego, sure. right? It wants to live in the past. It wants to bring that up to validate why you're feeling the way you are. And when we are more open and curious to move through that, then we can expand. That's what expansion is. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you that you mentioned expansion. It's such a powerful, powerful word. And and of course it can be difficult to to, to wrestle, especially with like, you know, I use like examples that were kind of minor inconveniences, but still things that tick us off. But it's like, talk about like, if it's, you know, there was a guy I knew who he didn't have renter's insurance and the strip mall of his office caught on fire. Mm-hmm. And so he had to go out and buy all new furniture and things like that. Some people are experiencing getting sick or knowing a loved one's getting sick or even people passing away. You know, so it's like to have to take that next level of like, okay, like, what is this showing me? You know, Mm. like when I got actually uh, sick with uh, COVID, like when it first started, it was actually for me personally, and and maybe this is triggering for people, but it was actually a really beautiful experience because I intuitively knew that I was moving too fast in life. And I even Mm. got that warning, like, if I don't slow down, this might happen. And then I didn't slow down because I didn't know how. And then it happened. And so it forced me to slow down. And I had a lot of uh, awarenesses, a deeper understanding about myself of like, oh, I am meant to be that guy who is a lot more vulnerable and shares a lot more of the wisdom, like through his own emotional experience and is okay with that. But Mm. I when it you know so I got the 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 benefit of that experience instead of like oh man like why did I get COVID this sucks like I miss I'm missing client sessions or I can't participate in this business partnership that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So. 
Yes. And just you saying that you, you accepted that part of yourself of, of being more, as I, as I described you in, in the beginning, what I enjoy about you is that you listen authentically, you know, you have that authenticity and that you have that gentle presence. So it creates that safe container for people to connect with you easier. So that's you, our girl. biggest strength is our biggest weakness too. So it's a, it's how are we seeing that for ourselves? Is it, right. oh, this is right. a weakness or am I seeing it as a strength, but being aware of possibly um, things that can come of that. So. Right. Right. The, the, the hero, the concept of the, the hero's journey it's like a thing that Joseph Campbell created and it's it's something you'll see play out in a lot of like action and adventure movies mm. of like Star Wars or The Matrix where we go through these things where something happens and we get called away from the ordinary world or a day-to-day schedule and we have to go into this sort of crisis challenge moment pulled out of our comfort zone and go into this abyss of going into the the depths of whatever the challenges and sort of seeing it like for Luke Skywalker, it was like, Oh my God, my dad's like the worst person in the universe. It's Darth Vader, you know, but then he comes back to this resurrection sort of moment, like with the wisdom of like that experience and like facing off with his father and his father, Darth Vader has his own of like that moment where he actually saves his son from dying before. Mm -hmm. And, and so we can apply the same uh, concept to this idea that typically like you like mentioned, like the weakness and the strength piece that I find that oftentimes the hero's journey looks like there's a component of us. That's, that's uh, definitely, a, how do I put this? It's part of our core essence, part of our innocence, like earlier on in life, it's actually a strength. It's what makes us, us just, the beauty that we are but then mm-hmm. at some point it gets it gets tarnished you know for, for me it was like however I was and then I got bullied and then I was getting bullied at home and so I learned to suppress those sides mm-hmm. of myself and so then the hero's journey is going into the pain the abyss of those experiences and being like nope we're going to heal this and actually bring this back that actually it was okay to be a sensitive empathetic boy growing up and there was nothing wrong with it and so going in and seeing what seemed like a weakness or maybe different and healing those experiences where I had to shoo that away just to get along and survive in life that now it's like coming back to a place of like oh because I'm bringing this back now it can become that strength again of actually Mm. being empathic being sensitive being able to help serve and hold space for others yes that thank was you <laughs> yes and so needed eric and yeah. i think for everyone uh regardless of gender um or sex it's people recognizing those aspects of themselves and um knowing That's it's okay absolutely for for women like it might be, oh, women have to behave this way. They have to be perfect. They have to look a certain way in their bodies. They they have they can't speak up. They don't want to make too much noise, right? It's there's there's all types of 
stuff on on either side regardless of gender for sure mm -hmm. great well i so enjoyed our conversation here today and before we go is there anything else any other um supports that you offer for your clients that we didn't cover today yeah um i'm working on a few different things uh specifically for the fellas for the guys um they're still in the development stage i haven't published them or launched them yet so if people want to follow me uh at viking rising men's coaching is the facebook page it's also the ig page um that's a good place to keep up on the social media side of things that i'm doing there um but those are really the main things that i'm working on just in terms of things that we didn't mention here today there's some local stuff that i do here in st louis but again a lot of that will be put out there on social media so that's really the best place to keep up with it um if anyone's like super curious and wants to go deeper into astrology i did finish my online astrology school so that's something that oh, people fun. Can, yeah people can uh find that at uh, my astrology website which is astrology by eric rosen.com that's astrology by and then e-r-i-c-r-o-s-e-n.com okay great great ways to connect with you wonderful yeah. and are you going to be journeying up in the midwest like to des moines in the near future i am actually it's so funny i i it came to me after the fact that i mentioned the astrology gallery like the way that you and i actually first got connected uh was through a gentleman that invited me to des moines iowa for an astrology gallery and I'm, i'll be honest i don't remember the exact dates and so i'll of course make sure to publish that on my social media especially as it gets closer but I believe it's the end of June, maybe Perfect. June 23rd, 25th, something like that. So, yeah, that'll be great. And it's just nice that you're creating community wherever you go. Yeah, so, it's it's always yeah. been a, been an ambition of mine to want to travel a little bit and connect into other communities around, especially the Midwest and maybe even further, too. So I'm happy that I'm getting to do more of that. Wonderful. Well, again, thank you, Eric, for being here. I so enjoyed our conversation and sharing about how you are co-creating community for, uh, you know, on all aspects, really. And uh, it's just been a pleasure to to have you here today. So thank you. Yes, thank you so much, April. Thank you for having me. I hope everyone appreciates and gets a lot of great benefits and goes out there and creates really amazing connections in themselves and community. Yes. And it, that's so perfectly said. It starts with us. Yeah. The ripple effect and it goes outward uh, with our essence. Yes. And thank you all for staying with us today and learning a little bit more about co-creating uh, with community and uh, please Give us some comments on this. Um, let us know what you liked. Let us know if you have any questions. And also, I want to hear how you are co-creating community uh, within you or in your um, life. Yeah. And please, as we are expanding here and creating community, hit subscribe 
you know, so that way you're putting your attention on your intention of continuing to work from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, be well. I so appreciate your time today. As right here, right now together, we are forming a new stone soup of collective consciousness and your essence is needed to add to the amazing vibration we just experienced. Please remember that you can always review any of these podcasts and receive that same energy you experienced here because you are part of that, of the energy, of the connection that we are creating here. If you would like to reach out with any questions or want to know more information about my services, please visit my website at livingwithintention.co or follow me on Facebook or Instagram at livingwithintention.co. Also, you can download the free app of mindbodyspirit.fm and listen anytime, anywhere via Spotify, Google, and Apple to have access to all my podcasts, as well as the other amazing speakers who are part of the mindbodyspirit.fm community. Be well, my friends, and keep shining your light and sharing your truth. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.